I think we really got something here. It's like, no, that's not a thing. You gotta tell them that you ate your exes. We are some creative guys. Are we about to kiss? No. Hello, and welcome back to the Everything Must Go podcast. I am Steven, and with me, as always, is Brandon J. Flippin. We're actually recording this episode one day after we recorded the previous episode because I will be out of town. So we're, uh, we're really hustling and grinding out here on season two. Um, in today's episode, we're going to actually do that same segment that we did last time where we talk about the, uh, the gray area. And this time it'll be connecting to Joe Rogan. Um, so that will happen probably like midway through the episode, something like that. And then as we talked about, we're going to be doing some more topics. So we're going to be talking about some aliens here today and uh, whatever else kind of pops into our mind. But the good thing is this is really the first time that we've really got an extensive look into Brandon's alien thoughts because the only other alien episode of the show that we did was one of, I think, two episodes in which Brandon is not like a, a co-host of it, that there was like two episodes where uh, we had a fill-in and one of them was on Aliens. So I'm actually really excited that you're back on this one because I don't think we've uh, we've even just outside of the podcast talked too extensively about this. I don't think so either, yeah. So this will be... And, and the fact that we're doing it on the podcast means it's it's my official take. Oh, yeah. Things. Otherwise, your takes don't matter. Otherwise, takes don't matter. <laughs> when we talk in person, none of that, none of those conversations matter. It only matters if it's being recorded and broadcast to the world. Yeah. So this is official, folks. I've heard that, yeah. But definitely official. You have the uh, topic prompt pulled up. We, yeah. We're going to frame this question in a uh, specific manner. How would proof of alien existence alone change life on Earth as we know it? All right. So here's here's my first thought is the people that I think it might impact the most are those are, are religious people, because I think part of the thought process behind a lot of believers is that we are God's creation and that makes us significant and so I hear from a lot of believers that they b- don't think that alien existence is real because we are are, are God's like unique creation. And I, th- I wonder how the knowledge, the proof of other life outside of Earth and uh, like this place that God su- supposedly made for us would impact their understanding of their belief system i mean i'm sure just you know i'm i'm gonna get a little intense here with this take but uh i'm sure knowing how the church works uh they're gonna do a lot of maneuvering to allow it to fit the narrative like it was always known or something that would be my take but i do wonder um for those people how how it would challenge their beliefs and and uh and make them think differently about uh, what is the significance of humankind? Is it, is it as, cause I feel like a lot of the religion aspect of, of our purpose and understanding of life is really based around how we are like the central factor. Like we are what God created and um, are most important. So I wonder if like specifically thinking of like other uh, evolved aliens that are like at our level or above how that would uh change things i think people would kind of freak out by that it would it would scare people what do you think i think depending on what level of alien whether it was super like microbe versus highly intelligent that would play a big role in this i think you're absolutely right that religion would also play a big role in this because people who this goes against everything that they've ever known I'd imagine they're going to be pretty panicked and, and look to religious leaders for guidance on it. I think people would become very scared, <laughs> like most people. I, I think I think even people who have you've never had a conversation with aliens about because they just it just isn't something they would normally discuss. I think that those types of people would probably actually be some of the most freaked out by it because they they didn't think about it like. I, I at least I think about aliens like it's been something that's interested me my entire life 
So I would be super freaked out. But I think for the people who never think about it because they just kind of live in the day to day and, oh, if I don't see it, then it doesn't impact me. Those people would really freak out, I think, over something like this. And I think that they would really look to the leadership for guidance in it and they'd look probably to, uh, I don't know, the uh, scientist or something. I don't, I don't honestly know who they'd, uh, well, who let, would comfort them. Let me ask you this. Do you think that one of the immediate reactions would be a defensive strategy? Like we would, like specifically when we talk about like an intelligent form of aliens that we would think, cause I mean, like you think of like Independence Day, like these movies where aliens attack. Do you think that part of the fear might lead to, okay, we have to militarize this. Like we have to either go attack or we have to be ready for them to attack because that's a possibility. Or do you think it would be more uh, scientific based? Like we just need to know more about them. We need to figure them out. This is at least sparks our curiosity. Should we try to make contact? Where, where do you think we would land there. I think looking at just historical context, whenever something happens that we don't understand, I feel like we try to destroy it. <laughs> so I feel like, I feel like we probably wouldn't attack immediately just because that would be incredibly idiotic. This, these aliens just fly all the way across the universe. They end up on our planet and we think that we're going to blow them up and there's no chance they're going to be able to fight back and take us down. So I don't think we'd immediately attack, but I definitely think we'd have every all all the stops would be pulled out to make sure that we are protecting ourselves just in case these aliens is happening to be a little hostile. Well, that's what I think. I think the fear <laughs> might lead to a just in case thing. Oh, yeah. That, that would allow the leadership to be like, oh, we need to put more funding into military and military advancements so that we can prepare for the possibility um, that that aliens might come and uh, attack us. Uh, I just, I think you're absolutely right that when the fear comes of that unknown, um, a lot of people panic and their immediate response is defensive or, or like territorial. So there might be a, a push for the leadership to uh, prepare us for a, what we would believe is an inevitable war or something. I'm just thinking about like, if like right like imagine like right now if aliens came down just with everything else going on in the world trump's like yes the aliens have arrived <laughs> <laughs> is this the first uh trump impression that you've given on the on the podcast i hope i hope so but probably not i'm just thinking about it yeah i they're I, tremendous I, creatures <laughs> <laughs> i talked to them they were awesome they love america they love me they said i'm the best president that's ever been they totally vote for me, they said. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. This would be the worst. Like, oh, worst time for the aliens. Worst land, fucking time. I wonder what Trump, if, like, what would Trump actually do if the aliens landed? I think He'd, I, he'd nuke them. He'd de <laughs> maybe, but I think he'd definitely, he'd definitely try to act like he'd downplay the threat. Like he, like he always does. Like, oh. I met with their leader. <laughs> he's a great guy. <laughs> <laughs> he's a huge supporter of Trump. <laughs> The only thing that these aliens truly hate is China. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're good here in the United States. <laughs> they said America's number one. Oh, they said no. that I made it great again. <laughs> I'm surprised we went on 119 episodes before we finally just started going all out Trump. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> <laughs> wow. No, I, yeah, I... It's... This... The thought of aliens... I think I almost want to break it down. So, if, okay, let's say that there was just like little microbes. Like, let's say we have proof that there are microbes on Mars. What do you think that does? Well, Mars is close. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like that that'd be pretty intense. I mean, I I think that that would excite us, don't you? That because a part of the thing is like, can we live on Mars? So if there are life forms on mars existing i think that that would give us a huge push to be like okay how the heck do we get there if we like how is that a pos how do we make that possibility a reality so you don't, you don't think fun. people would be freaked out at all after we found microbes on mars? microbes nah i feel like no i feel like that would be exciting because it's not threatening in any way it's just like 
oh, the, we have proof that there that life is able to exist on a place that we've we've been curious about. Like I feel like that would be a discovery that would excite people. You're probably right. So let's let, let's up the ante on this one. Okay. Okay. We'll do Mars again, but now it's they find an animal similar to a deer that lives on Mars. They get it on video and they're like, "Wow, what is this about?" And then they like they have a little robot and it follows it and it goes to this like this like little cave and there's just a little deer in there. I feel like there I think there would still be excitement, but with that much of an evolved creature, I think that there would be some worry in people of like what else have we not discovered on Mars could be like lurking and, and waiting for us. Especially in this context of like what's happening on Earth, I feel like adding that layer of uncertainty and like what's going on all of a sudden there are deer on mars you know obviously not exact deer but whatever your example i i think there would be some people that would be afraid of that possibility yeah you agree yeah i think that that would freak people out a lot because you're exactly right it would say okay well if we found this what else does this mean because not only would it be scary to think that this this creature is living. I don't know if scary is the right word, but it, uh, like very bizarre to think this this deer-like creature is living on Mars. But then it makes you wonder, well, how? Like, what is there that's keeping it alive? Which makes you think, oh, what other things could be there? Which also makes you think, you know, this universe or this uh, like these planets just in this solar system have been around for billions of years. Was there something else out there, just maybe a a planet or two away? that we don't know about was Mars maybe inhabited by other creatures billions of years ago who were advanced or something. And now this is just what remains like all kinds of questions could start to come up. I would also wonder how like we allocate our resources to discovering this and like figuring this stuff out. Like I, because like space exploration is interesting and stuff, but uh, like since we walked on the moon, I think they're like, like space exploration hasn't been as exciting since then. You know what I mean? For, for the, the, the majority of the mainstream. And so uh, a discovery like that, I wonder like how much money would funnel into, okay, we need to figure out more. Let's discover more. Um, and, uh, what that would also mean for, uh, life on earth, you know, will we, would be, would we be neglecting things on earth to, uh, you know, uh, uncover more on, on Mars and, and, and figure stuff out. I, I'd be curious about that as well. That's a good point. We probably would start investing a ton of resources into this type of stuff. We well, you know, like uh, Elon Musk, 100% would be like all in that. <laughs> he would be nuts about that. He'd be, it's weird we mentioned him because I was just watching him on Joe Rogan. Like this morning, I was watching a bunch of Elon Musk things and him just talking about how, he has a uh, very negative thought of the future of like robots taking over the world and stuff. So I would robots. imagine, I'd imagine that uh, if we discover something on Mars, he would, uh, cause I don't, I don't know if you know this, but Elon Musk, like his whole mission is he wants to be able to colonize Mars during his life. He wants people to be able to go to Mars. And he talked about how he's depressed, not depressed maybe, but he's like, he doesn't think it's going to happen at the rate that we're going right now, unless people start like stepping up. Ah, Interesting. So he'd definitely be pumped on the whole. Uh, we found some sort of creature there. Well, let's let's shift this a little bit. I mean, I think you and I have had a couple conversations about robots because I've definitely talked about sex robots. But <laughs> yeah, you love that. <laughs> I love the sex robots. But uh, do you think that's a possibility, like a, a Terminator situation where uh, robots AI gets so intelligent and uh, self-aware that they find themselves to be superior beings and like enslave the human race or, or just extinguish the human race. Do you think that's a possibility? thousand percent actually. Really? Yeah. I definitely think it's a possibility. I'm not saying that's even a likely possibility, but just, I, I always look at how fast technology can develop and how fast it can change. And I just think about how just during our lifetime, what video game, video game graphics look like. Um, and, like when we were first alive versus what they look like now. And then how when we were kids, we had to put in like VHS tapes versus now we can just sit out of our own apartments and hit 
a live button and broadcast it to any anybody on earth who has access to the internet can literally watch this live broadcast and just to think you're telling me in thousands of years of developing technologies by starting at this point onward i just feel like we're already messing around with with ai like we already have some concept of how to how to program ai and i just i can only imagine what this could go to and it can it can process things so quickly like if you want to do like a math a math problem that would take a human a while to like go there and calculate you just press like one button and it just calculates it for you like i can i can only imagine what kind of stuff that we're going to be able to get to and it's all going to compound on top of each other well and i i know that this is a like a um a fictional archetype but you're going to tell me that in in the th- next thousands of years there's never going to be one of those mad scientist people who's like absolutely brilliant who like hates humankind and like uh, you know, just programs an AI a certain way to also hate humans. Dude, that's definitely going to happen. That's, I, I, that's a possibility. I, I always <laughs> think about that because at some point our technology is going to be absurd. I mean, we, we could we can create um, explosives that do so, like just destroy an entire city just like that. I can only imagine the stuff that we don't even know about right now that could be being worked on and then just ha- it being in the wrong hands at some point. Mm-hmm. There's... So like there could be any any number of like just like sick messed up people who uh could do something like that. It also makes me think on our way back from uh our, our uh trip to mini golf and batting cages on Saturday we talked about Teslas and how um uh, I think Sean uh, who has been on the podcast before um said that Teslas are safer than humans and then we talked about the difference in how he we process things versus how the Teslas would. So like the, a Tesla might not see cars that are right in front of it if there's like a curve or something. And so it would run into something. But like we might not have a quick enough reaction time to something that a Tesla would have a reaction time to. So like thinking about, all right, we need to know these differences so that if we ever start a war, we'd have to plan ambushes around corners because they wouldn't be able to recognize us and take them over. Oh. Everything's ruined. Oh. <laughs> do you remember when we used to... Do, <laughs> so, for the audience, uh, uh, Steven's screen just locked because I think the <laughs> HDMI cord came unplugged. But do you remember when we first did... Uh, when we first started recording the, the podcast with your laptop? Yeah, we, we had periodically to like, touch the mouse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was really great. We've definitely come a long way since having to do that. <laughs> it is crazy to like think back on. I mean, you. I think last episode you talked about um, that live stream that we did where... Uh, we were playing GameCube. Just thinking about like now, we're talking about getting a capture card to play like uh, Mario All Stars or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and before we were playing Super Smash Bros, but we were looking at the game screen and the, and the people were just watching us. It's it's pretty crazy. Just in our like short time doing this, how how far we've come. Yeah, yeah, that's that's definitely true. That's a, a little teaser. At some point, I'm gonna get a capture card, and I plan on streaming some uh nintendo switch games coming up here so look forward to it i just actually pre-ordered uh super mario 3d all-stars yesterday so i'm officially gonna be playing mario 64 sunshine and uh galaxy and you've never beat sunshine right i think sunshine's the one i didn't really beat i mean i've i've played it but i didn't get as far as the other two i definitely have beat uh, a couple times each that's good love i love those games though really fun yeah um, in terms of, in terms of like the alien stuff, would you, would you want to know right now if there was intelligent life out there? Sure. I would. Yeah. I, I'm, I, I don't get really scared by that stuff. Like I, I want to like know more, like I, I want to have these discoveries and as much as I appreciate the unknown, like it's like, I want, uh, part of my seeking of knowledge is like hoping that someday we'll find some answers scientifically and stuff. So when I think about the possibility, I believe that aliens exist. So the possibility of knowing that that is a reality um, would be, I think, really cool. I mean, I, I, I get like we don't know, like if it was super intelligent, 
Uh, like if that was the level, you, you know, I, I know that there, I, I would empathize with some of the fear in it, um, just because it's unknown. But at the same time, I just think, uh, that, uh, that would be kind of validating. Cause you'd think like the universe is so expansive and it's ever expansive and, uh, or it's unlimitedly ex- expansive. And so, uh, the, the it seems logical to think that somewhere in the universe there are other life forms so like to be able to know that for sure i feel like would be like a confirmation of that that theory but what if they were living amongst us what if they, what if that was what they told you they're like oh yeah and uh there's millions living on planet earth right now i mean what would that really change they're already existing with us so i, I think i feel the same but i think i'd be a little that it, it would freak me out if they told me that there was millions living amongst us right now. Like I know that it doesn't seem like it's had much of an impact. Like clearly they're just like observing. Well, who knows? Maybe like, like or maybe Elon they're Musk. just they're living with us. Yeah, maybe Elon Musk is an alien, and so is Jeff Bezos. Like a lot of these really successful people are just aliens. Like Michael Jordan is an alien. Like who knows? Anything's possible. Yeah, everybody who's incredible in our society <laughs> isn't actually a human. They're all aliens. What if? It turns out that you and I are aliens, and we don't. We're not conscious of it. That's another good thing too. That's kind of what I talked. To. I've I've talked about this before. I don't actually have any proof that anything before my first memory actually existed or actually happened. As far as I know, like I could be the main character in this world, and everything is just like happening. But like it's all, I don't know. Like all, like it's it's like all like almost one giant video game or simulation that's being run right now, and everything before. These times could all just be made up. I don't know. Well, and there's also the theory that, like, in our perspective, so we've, there, there, I listened to a theory that we're all already dead, but we all have our own perspectives that, like, our own memories carry on or something. So, even though, so, like, in objective reality, all of my friends could see that I'm dead. But in my reality, I'm still alive and living out the memories of my life. So it, I've never heard this before. Where'd you get this from? From uh, Tiger Belly with Rory Scovel. Oh, really? Yeah, you should listen to it. It's pretty interesting. interesting. It, and and, and Kalila talked about how she kind of liked that idea because then it's like it's kind of liberating with the idea of yeah, your friends are sad if that you died and stuff, but you're living on your memory and experiencing things with, within yourself. And, uh, like, like they talked to, cause this was around when Kobe died. So they talked about how, like from Kobe's perspective, maybe he's still alive and still living with his daughter and, and being happy and, and living through memories and stuff like that. But uh, to all of us, Kobe actually is dead. So we already had a life then in this situation? Yeah, so it would be the same thing for all of us. Like, each of us individually, we're already dead in objective reality, but in our reality, we're existing. But we don't know what we did before? We don't know how we died. So it's like we could have been anybody. Yeah. So I could have been Albert Einstein. Well, no, it's not not reincarnation. Okay, so I was Stephen Russell B. You're Stephen Russell B., (laughs) but you, your perspective and your... Uh, concept of time is within yourself, so your truth and your existence is all. So did I live in already the 80s? happening? So I could have actually gone to those Metallica concerts in the. That's 80s. not. You've <laughs> you've manipulated this <laughs> this theory. Well, you know that's that's the thing about theories, you can make them up. <laughs> you definitely can, but I was giving you a concrete theory. I mean, you. I mean, you can make another one, but that wasn't what I was talking. Well, about. I got to ask you because this is a, a reoccurring thing for, for me and Sanjay. Sanjay was on the Aliens episode of the podcast, and he's not a believer that aliens have ever visited planet Earth. Like he thinks zero chance, no way it's ever happened. Let's settle the score here. I say they it definitely could have. I'm not even saying that they for sure have. No way, but definitely the chance exists. He says no way. Settle it. How how old is the universe? Uh, I think like it's theorized to be like somewhere between like ten and twenty billion years or something like that. Yeah, I think uh, I I I get. I remember listening to it in that that mass uh, thing. How could 
it seemed unlikely to him that aliens have come to this specific place uh, of the universe. But to me, I'm I'm a little more on your side. I, I don't think that we can rule out that that's a possibility. Like you're telling me that over the 10 billions of years, they didn't have time to develop and evolve and, and see technologies that were able to detect human life somewhere in the universe. And then they centralized on that spot and tried to visit. Dude. That's that's literally my exact argument with him. Because I'm just like, you're telling me, uh, by the way, 13.8 billion years is what... Uh, yeah, 13.8 billion years. Um, I mean, I, and honestly, I don't think that that's like an exact number. I don't think we know for sure it's that old, but that's what we think that it is. And also, like, look, maybe it was... Maybe the start of that alien race was like at the beginning of time. So maybe... Even though the universe is very huge, it was small. Theoretically, it was smaller at that point, right? Like the universe is getting bigger. Yeah, because it's expanding. Yeah, so maybe, maybe to us, we we see how expansive it is now after thirteen point eight billion years. But at the time in which aliens had developed all of this technology or stuff, maybe I, I guess we wouldn't have been around at that early of a, a point. But maybe they have still been to. Well, how long? Has oh. Earth existed? Uh, I think like four, four billion, maybe four billion years, something like that. Four or five. We could, we could definitely look it up. Four point five, four three billion years. I don't know how we have. Okay. Like that's really not that specific, I guess. But it's like it seems oddly specific when you look at it that way. So there's, you know, there's a big gap in there where there's no Earth, but regardless, right. But they could have been evolving during those other years those before other Earth years came around. Or, yeah. Oh, there could have been multiple parts of the universe where they were evolving aliens, like different different alien races, and and maybe one of them or all of them figured it out and visited each other or visited us. I I, I just don't think that we. I I think it's it's too theoretical to completely rule out the possibility. I I just don't think that you can uh, make that assertion completely, in like. There have been a lot of things that we never thought were possible that ended up being possible. So um, I just don't know how you can. The main part of his argument is the the fact that if you travel at the speed of light, which is like 186,000 miles per second, that that doesn't even get you anywhere. Like it would take like a million years to get to the closest planet that we think today inhabits life. Like that's part of what his argument is. But didn't you say, what if they figured out a way to travel faster than the speed of light? Yeah, well, but basically my thought process is we couldn't even fly on Earth until, uh, what, 1903, I think, is when the Wright brothers technically took flight. That wasn't that long ago. Like, in the entire course of history, the 13.8 billion years of the universe existing, on planet Earth, nobody could fly until a little over 100 years ago. I just feel like I've got more faith that in billions of years of existing on every, we have an infinity amount of galaxies out there that somewhere, someplace, someone could have invented the ability to travel. And if you say, oh, well, you know, you can't go past the speed of light. One, that's what we know right now. It might be true. It may not be true. We could still learn things that we don't know about today. Uh, and also, even if that is the actual limitation, there is no way you could go any faster. You could literally, like, freeze somebody, send them deep into the universe, and they could just have happened to land on Earth. And you could say, what are the chances they would land on Earth? And I'm like, well, what are the chances that the the universe is... If, it's, if the universe is literally endless, that means there's an endless amount of possibilities. And you're telling me that one of those infinite amount of possibilities is not that this happened? I don't know. I just feel like it could happen at some point in time. It just makes sense to me. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this. So let's say that aliens did know we existed and they did have the capability to come in and visiting us. Try to empathize with the alien perspective. I what can't. You, I'm close my today. What do you think? <laughs> what do you think their motivation would be? Would they want to uh, communicate with us, like show us their technology? Uh, do you think they would observe us and say, okay, we need to destroy humans because they're fucked up. They voted for Trump. 
what do you think? What do you th- if you could step into uh, another creature that's observing the human race? Would you? What would you think the motivation would be? I think the motivation is either one, they want our resources. So like maybe Earth is uh, plentiful they want to on conquer. Earth might be plentiful on something because I mean if you look around the planets that we know nearby, Earth is by far the best. <laughs> like there's, no, I wouldn't want to go anywhere else. So look at all the resources we have here. So like I could definitely see if they're scoping us out. Well, it's out. the best for us, but maybe there's something on Jupiter that oh, yeah. they really need. Absolutely, but if they're scoping us out. Definitely a chance that our resources might be of interest to them. Mm-hmm. That's one. Um, another one could be they want to, um, as societies have done on our own planet, they enslave, enslave us. Like that. That's happened before in uh, our world history, where um, uh, someone comes over and says, "You know what? Now nah, we want this. We want this area." So that something like that could happen. Like they they just want to uh, do that. Uh, they could also be like, you know what? The these guys are similar to us in a lot of ways. Let's help them. Like maybe they want to help us with something because they don't think we're doing a good job. So they come down and they say, "Yo, what's up, guys? Uh, I don't know why you're using gasoline still. You guys should have probably evolved passes a long time ago. It's actually incredible that you still rely on fossil fuels. Um, there could there could be something like that. Uh, and then I, I think that's probably about it. I don't think there would really be like another." What do you what do you actually think would happen? Make making a well if I had to guess what would probably happen in this case? Yeah. I would guess my best guess is that they would want our resources. Really? (laughs) I think I have more of a negative but I, I don't think that they would necessarily take our resources in a way where they would like absolutely just kill all of us. I think that they might be kind of observational, like they observe us for a little while and then eventually they're like, Okay, we're going to start taking some of these resources now. Like maybe they want water. Like who knows? Maybe they're out of uh, salt water or fresh water. Maybe they need one of those two on their planet. So maybe aliens will save us because with the ice caps melting, we have too much water. So maybe they can take the ocean water and, we, and save us. We actually just trade with them. <laughs> <laughs> we got plenty of this for you guys. Wait, and they specifically and, like salt water too. And their entire planet is just fossil fuels. <laughs> They're like, yo, you guys want this? Fossil fuels? They're like oceans of fossil fuels. Oh, we also figured out how to clean up the ozone layer, so you guys should be just fine. You can have all of our fossil fuels, and here's this contraption that cleans up your atmosphere. Um, Actually, here's what I think, and I actually have some logic behind it. If you think of the evolution of mankind, or humankind, rather, we have become more civilized. Like, if you think about beginning it was all just like uh, we were less saber intelligent we were fighting cyber, saber tooth tigers. a lot of saber tooth tigers <laughs> we were fighting to survive and then there was also like conquering and stuff there is a version of conquering now which is like capitalism and and like getting more and more and more and and taking as much as you can uh work for and whatnot but i th- i think like thinking of the evolution of an alien race that is that is capable of developing a technology where they could visit us i would think that they have evolved to a place that would be more um peaceful or civilized or like their it would like their basis for wanting to uh, make contact would be more scientific rather than something of a conquering nature or a um a transactional uh yeah i'll i'll say that i i think it would be more scientifically based uh due to the understanding of evolution of at least our species so that that's kind of what i i would think uh i think uh i think i'm kind of fine if we just discover aliens during my lifetime I think that would be pretty cool. Well, of course you would be fine I with think that. that's... You've been trying to convince people that those lights in the sky were aliens for you. <laughs> <laughs> so you're telling me you've never seen a UFO? Uh-uh. Dude, you're missing out. I uh, mean, I guess if you want to... Uh, by the technical name of a, an unidentified flying object, then yeah, there's been some times I've looked up in the sky and something's flying and I don't know what it is, but... But you always thought it was probably an airplane. It's probably a plane or... 
or, or a something. bird light up like a like a bird huge uh what's this lightning bug could be a drone <laughs> i don't know oh drones those things freak me out i always like think that people are gonna are flying around drones and like spying on people they're spying on us well there probably are people that are doing that oh oh one thousand percent that really freaks me out actually yeah, but I've never like really believed that UFO was like a flying saucer or something. <laughs> like it was, it was from an alien. I definitely think there's like a chance that maybe aliens just like fly in, observe a little bit, and then kind of head out. Just sort of, like like we're basically like a zoo, kind of. Well, I would also be like, why would they allow themselves to be seen? What? There's not that much benefit, really. Because we probably we talked about it. We could attack it maybe if we think it's yeah. So they, I would think that they would be more stealthy yeah and, if, and i would think if they can get all the way here they're probably pretty stealthy like i think it'd be kind of weird but it, but here's the thing this is why the universe could be so insane is to us maybe it's in, incredible to think about long distance space travel but maybe they are incredibly advanced at long distance space travel but their technology is very minimal just whatever reason on their planet whatever super fuel that they use is plentiful. Like it's just super easy to use and they can just fly all over the place. So I don't know. L- let me ask you one other question. It's not even really, it's not necessarily aliens per se, but just do you think that humanity will like, I, I think a lot of people are very negative and think that like humanity is only going to make it another like several hundred years. Hmm. How long do you think humanity will, will last for? I have no idea. I think it'd be more than a few hundred years, though. Is is that really like, is that how fast our environmental impact is uh, really taking its toll on the earth? I think that's a combination of the negativity of people on environmental impact. And then there's some people who just think like, like I think they're like a, media, like a meteorite or something. Oh, a meteorite. I don't know, something like that. Or just, or a World War Three or something like there's a lot of people who just think that now that we've hit this level of technology that we're not going to, we can't possibly make it that long. But I guess I'm just a little more optimistic. Like, why can't we make it thousands of more years? Yeah, I, I feel like f- for as fucked up as humankind is to a certain extent, I also think you do have brilliant minds that are working on possibilities that could uh, preserve humanity, like like the Elon Musks of the world. Um you know, I don't know his head or his heart, so I don't know what he really wants out of things other than what he says, but really hope he's not evil. Yeah. (laughs) Um, but, uh, like his desire to be able to colonize Mars, isn't that somewhat of a, uh, a motivation to preserve humanity as, as earth's resources are being depleted. Um, I would think so to a certain extent. So I would, uh, I would think that we would be able to continuously develop things that would allow us, I guess maybe even the, the robots thing would be (laughs) if we develop robots that are self-aware in the next hundred years, they could, they could wipe us out. What do you think? Do you think that next couple hundred years? I don't know if you gave a comment. No, I mean, I I, I think I'm optimistic because you're absolutely right. There's people out there who are really smart and would want the best for humanity. We also only need a handful of people to survive. I mean, like, so, like, technically, to make it thousands of years, like, even if any number of things wiped out a lot of people, like, there'd probably be a handful of people who would survive, like, in almost any possible outcome except for, like, the sun burning out or something. So I guess I'm, I'm optimistic that some people could would continue to move onward and you know we if we if we can advance before anything does destroy the planet to get to the point where we can move to another planet then obviously that we can long outlive um and maybe that's just what happens maybe this is what humans are destined to do is just stay on this planet for a while build something and then we can travel and go to another planet and kind of start over again like maybe that's what happens ten thousand years from now i don't I don't really know. Let me ask you one last question before, because I think you're feeling like we should move on. Um, Would you ever bang an alien? I've been asked this question way too many times, and there's no way. Like the 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 potential of like what could happen from doing this. Like it doesn't matter what they look like. Okay, but let's say that you know that it's completely okay. Like people have done it. (laughs) It's completely fine. Who has done this (laughs) in this Uh, situation? Is it somebody that I trust? Is it a reputable person or is it someone who, like, I don't trust a lot of things they've Let's done? Let's say that like, I've done it. 
I fucked so it. So no, absolutely not. No way. <laughs> no way. And I filmed it, and you watched no. it. And it, I, I wouldn't watch and it. And I tell you, I'm like, dude, this was this orgasm was the most uh, just unbelievable experience I've ever had. It was, um, you know, it was uh, what? What's the word? Um, uh, shoot, it starts with an E. Uh, <laughs> I have no idea. What? What is the word? Oh, it was like pure ecstasy, just fucking this alien. Like, when it sucks you up, it's perfect for the deposit of cum. <laughs> All right, so. <laughs> this is the first time we've said cum on the episode. No, probably not. Probably. I wouldn't think so. <laughs> wait, wait, okay. So you just, you're telling me that you'd been, you just do it. No worries. Uh, no, I'm not. I'm giving. This man just flat out told uh, hold me. Hold on a second. No, no worries. Don't try to change this. I'm telling you. That you now know that fucking an alien is okay. And you also know from me that it's more than okay. It's the most incredible sexual experience I've ever had. And let's say that aliens are hot. Like, yeah, okay. Hotter okay. than humans. <laughs> I'm just trying to think, what would that look like? I don't know. <laughs> but for whatever what? reason, we see them and we're like, holy fuck, I gotta fuck one yeah, of those Yeah, I'm just trying to think of what that would have to look like. So I'm giving you the ideal scenarios. You're saying you still wouldn't fucking alien? Bullshit. I'm calling you on this. <laughs> this is fucking bullshit. <laughs> I mean, there's a couple of those Star Wars aliens that look pretty good. Blue ones. Yeah, you're telling me you wouldn't fuck one of those aliens? I don't know. I think it'd be kind of tough to justify it. I would just be worried that, like... What do you mean it'd be tough to justify it? I'm telling you, I already I, fucked I, one, and it was okay. I still feel like... You bullshit. <laughs> Okay, you're telling me I, I, if I 100,000, I mean, if I 1,000% know I'm not going to get any, like, crazy alien disease and yes. spread it through all humanity. We know all of this stuff. It's not going to melt off or nothing, none of that stuff. And you wouldn't have any sexual curiosity, like, I got to experience this at least once. Well, if, there, if there's literally, I mean, it's kind of like, I, I think I would do yeah, anything. Yeah, I'm giving you the perfect scenario. Well, Why I, are you still denying I that you're I, a fucking alien? I think I would do anything if I knew that there was like absolutely no negative consequence whatsoever to doing it. Okay, there you go. But that's like so many disclaimers. I just feel like it's probably what would actually probably happen is I, it would my dick would melt off, <laughs> and that would okay. just be the end of that. Well, hold on. Let's say <laughs> let's say you're on your deathbed. You know that your dick's going to melt off if you fuck an alien, but you're on your deathbed. You're you're not going to fuck anymore anyways. They and they have like a technology that gives you a boner. <laughs> Even though you like you like it's better than Viagra, you need it in order to stay up, but it like makes you feel like 50 years younger mm. and it's like the best sexual experience you'll ever have, but it'll also kill you. You're already going to die. Would you do it? These are too many disclaimers. <laughs> I think this is ruined. <laughs> Dude, you would you would take aliens and make it into something like this. <laughs> Dude, quit making aliens into something they're not. All right? Quit sexualizing aliens. All right, that's that's the name of. <laughs> They've already episode. been through enough. All right. I'm already well, sexualizing aliens, and we don't even know they exist yet. We're moving on. You know, typical I just, man brain. Get the hell out of here, guys. Is I feel like isn't the way that you spell gray? Isn't this the British spelling of gray? Yep. Uh, just so you guys know, Brandon used British spelling now. Now we got to look this up too. Dude, we're all over the place with this. How do I how do I spell this without giving do, it? Do G R E Y verse G R A Y. All right, two different spellings of the same word. G R A Y is more common in the U.S., while G R E Y is more common in other English-speaking countries. Dude, you're so British. I'm British, guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, if you want to get technical, isn't British English more proper than American English? I don't know. It's I, I guess. That's uh, where it was pro- developed. Yeah, but that doesn't mean much to me. Yeah, but you're ignorant. You're a typical American. I'm a British American. Oh, okay. I see how that works. <laughs> Actually, I don't think that makes me any better because <laughs> we literally fought off the British. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Let's move on to the gray area. Yeah, dude. Go back to the thing. Okay, so uh, if you tune into last week's episode, this is the same segment, uh, different topic within the segment. If it if this is new to you, uh, here is the synopsis of what the segment is. It's called the gray area. It's where we take a trending story and discuss a portion of the story that lands somewhere in the gray. So we're not trying to report on the news or anything. We're just taking something within pop culture and dissecting an aspect of it that is not black and white. So 
the thing that we're talking about today is um, a, a big report has come out that Spotify has censored some of Joe Rogan's most controversial episodes. Um, a lot of people are kind of up in arms about this because they feel like that's part of what made his podcast so great. And they were worried about him going to Spotify for this very thing. Um, I want to ask you, do you think this is, is okay? And, and, and specifically within the context of, you know, when we think about ideas or, or, uh, or discussions where one side of things might be considered ignorant or even maybe uh, morally or ethically damaging to uh, a population of people, um, do you think it's okay to censor that? Or do you land more on the side of we have to be willing to have conversations even with that dark side or like the darker side of those things so that we can... Uh, maybe possibly eradicate that ignorance. So, uh, how, 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 where do you land on on this this specific context, but then also that broader aspect? So, I like the Joe Rogan experience a lot. I've made a YouTube video talking about Joe Rogan recently, and I I also really don't like censorship. I think that censorship really inhibits us to be able to have a lot of conversations, and I just think that. When you start omitting, Wait, you mean prohibits us? Prohibit, prohibits us from having uh, certain conversations. Um, and I feel like when you have all the information out there, then you can actually have an intelligent conversation where you can approach all the different angles of an argument. But when you start taking away information, well, then now you can't actually have the types of conversations that are well balanced and that can take something away from it. That being said. It, it does. It frustrates me. I don't. I'd have to figure out what episodes of Spotify is actually blocking from this, but I can just have. I have an idea. I mean, well, I think for instance, the Alex Jones. Okay, so here, here's the thing I really like about Joe Rogan, and a lot of people like about him is he has, he has polarizing figures on every side of the political spectrum you can possibly imagine, and that's why I like his show so much because that's something that I appreciate a lot. Is I don't like when I go into a show knowing exactly what the agenda is. I think that Joe's agenda, if anything, is just have a have a conversation about with some interesting people and how they how they came to these um these very uh like opinionated thoughts and how they came to develop this way. So I, I think that totally dilutes the product that Joe Rogan has here. The thing that I have been saying though about censorship, even though I am personally against it, I don't think that a it's there's no like legality to tell uh, Spotify, like, hey, you cannot, you cannot, like, not air these episodes. Like, Spotify ha can make the decision if they don't want to air certain content for whatever reason, because it's part of their part of their brand is to not have that type of content. I believe that they're allowed to actually do this. So this is the, th the tough part. I think a lot of that people. I think this is one of the things that people have a really tough time with is separating the business and the ethics behind things. Because just because it's not actually a something that you agree with as i said i don't i don't agree with censorship i think every part of this should be on there it doesn't mean that spotify can't make the decision for their own personal branding to say hey look we're taking away a few of these things here so spotify would have to deal with the consequence like people may not listen to joe rogan now at, because they would make a decision like this and they have to deal with that consequence of it but to just outright say that they can't do this i don't think that there's anything telling them they're not allowed to to block certain content if they don't want to. But overall, your philosophy is you are against... I am personally against... I, I really think that censorship should be very limited. Like, I just don't think a lot of censorship really does people a lot of good. I think, like, the exposure to a lot of perspectives allows people to actually uh, cultivate their own uh, views based on things that are not so minimalized. I think one of the issues that you run into is a lot of ignorance in this world is literally just people who they've only been exposed to a small thing, whether, whether they, they grew up in a, a neighborhood that was primarily of the same race of them or primarily the same religion of them. They don't get the exposure to different things. But if you can create a, a space like the internet where there is not a lot of censorship, then people can actually be exposed to a lot of things and actually develop thoughts based on more information which i don't think that there's anything wrong with doing that so i i have i have particular issues in spotify doing this okay i'm gonna try to not make this super long-winded um so i'm just trying to kind of formulate my thoughts on this uh i think it would be hypocritical of me 
to say that Spotify is okay censoring this if we also look back at my perspective of the NBA players being able to say what they want to say about Black Lives Matter movements and, and, and social justice issues. I think a general philosophy is the freedom to be able to speak that way. Now, do I want those... Do I worry personally about people that might be more... Um, more easily influenced to hear these, what I consider ignorant perspectives. And then they think, uh, Oh yeah, this is Alex Jones totally gets it. And you, you know, that, that does worry me to a certain extent. So I understand like when you think of the Spotify personal branding, maybe you want to be like, we don't support this stuff. We don't want this out there because it's it's spreading misinformation and whatnot but i also think part of joe rogan's specific branding is challenging these people like it's 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 uh framing things in a critical thinking manner so i think that that should be encouraged i almost feel like you kind of are uh counterproductive in your attempt to censor because then you create all of these people who believe in these conspiracies because things are being kept from us and things are being shut down so i wonder if you're actually hurting yourself like people are going to want to dig those up and listen to what they have to say to be like well what are the big wigs at spotify trying to keep from us did alex jones say something that we should know i almost feel like if we were more willing to see the what I'm calling the darker sides of humanity, like the perspectives that might be ignorant or whatever, maybe we would facilitate a more uh, critical thinking um, basis within humanity of like, okay, within all of humanity, we have all the perspectives at our disposal. We can see everything that people believe. And now that's a lot of information, but now I can decipher it within myself as opposed to, Oh, this certain thing is trying to tell me I have to listen to these episodes because they're not bad. Well, what's going on in these other episodes? Is there something they're trying to keep from me? That, that kind of stuff. So I, I think I'm against it as well. Um, as much as like, you know, when I think of what are these controversial episodes, I don't want Alex Jones to have a voice because I listen to some of the things he says and I feel like he just tries to stir up controversy and tries to scare people into like following him. And that for me, who, uh, who thinks that there might be people out there who aren't able to decipher, uh, fact from fiction within things that he says, um, I, I get a little wary with that, but I also think if we talk about like allowing uh, humanity to evolve, I think that we should allow that to be out there so we know that it's out there and then encourage people to have these conversations and to possibly challenge it and think, okay, do I actually want to just strictly believe this or do I want to uh, like listen to both sides because i also think we talked about this too where if you have one side of the table that's just telling the other side shut up we don't you can't say your piece we don't want to hear you i also i feel like you add, add fuel to the fire you get people who are like no one believes me so i'm going to double down on my perspective because i'm the underdog i'm the unheard i'm the uh, i'm the minority like people just need to hear me out so i'm going to my voice is going to be louder the squeaky wheel gets the grease type type thing um and so i i I'm, i think i'm against it as well do you think that even though you're against it do you think that spotify should be allowed to do this if they if they decide they want to i i mean i guess i see your perspective that i don't, I don't know that there are any laws or anything that prevent it but i guess uh i, I guess with my philosophy being I want everything out in the open um, like uh, even within just on, on a more day-to-day aspect of like people like I I want I don't want people acting like they're these goody two-shoes and then end up having a human sex trafficking ring that we don't know about and we don't suspect because they're so oh I'm such a law-abiding citizen on 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 the surface level like I would want to know all those people so we can uh, you know, shut that stuff down. So I, to me, I would think, no, they, they shouldn't be allowed to 
to censor it. I understand your perspective that I guess technically they are, they should be allowed to because there's nothing, it's their own business, it's their own brand. But I think just in a, to trying to take a um, all encompassing point of view, um, I typically am against like the whole like, but it's a business. Like I feel like you, you kind of, um, you shut down the ability to empathize and, and be personable or, or human when you, when you separate the business versus, well, this is what people do. And then this is what businesses do. Um, yeah. And honestly, and even on that, that note, so I just think in the end that when companies try to do things like this, it ends up backfiring. Like, cause I, I think Spotify getting Joe Rogan is, is huge because he has arguably, I don't know if he has actually the biggest podcast, but he's arguably the biggest podcast that I can think of. And when you're already doing something that sort of tells the fans and the followers, like, yeah, we're not going to give you exactly what you had before. Sorry about that. You're going to obviously upset a lot of people by doing that. And I just think that in the end, most of the time, if you're trying to protect your brand, that, things like this do not pan out. I just, I think that you're better off just saying, you know what? Here's everything that he talks about, especially because like it's, it would be one thing if Joe Rogan's guests were, um, I don't know. Like I've, I've listened to some of them, maybe the more I've listened to them with Alex Jones and stuff. And I mean, people could say whatever they want. Like, it, like you're empowering it. If you're saying that, Oh, oh well, like, as you said, like, Oh, well maybe Alex Jones is saying something that we need to take more seriously. Like, wh- why are we doing that? Like, let people listen and then formulate their own thoughts and opinions on it. And then and that's it's the it's the sort of edginess and the fact that Joe Rogan is willing to have these types of conversations that makes the show appealing, especially nowadays when people they're afraid to have a lot of these types of conversations. And Joe gives them a platform to at least say their thoughts like you don't have to listen to them. Like they, they might be terrible people. <laughs> they, they might, but they're just saying their thoughts. And if you think that they're trash, then don't listen to that episode. Well, and, and even on a more specific aspect of this, like Joe Rogan is a person who challenges people on all sides of things. Like he'll bring people on and they'll have discussions on stuff and he'll, uh, you know, he's pretty strong minded on, on his opinions. And so he'll challenge people and do you want to shut that kind of a voice down? Like he's a leader, you know, he's a, he's a leader within society who is able to have conversations with both sides and challenge both sides and, and uh, work out new perspectives and stuff. So now Spotify is also discouraging specifically his voice and his ability to do that by saying there are, there are going to be certain lines that are drawn here that you're not allowed to cross because we think that it shouldn't be heard. And I think that that's damaging as well. I think you want to encourage voices like Joe Rogan's who might uh, have those just objective conversations, but then they turn into very intellectual uh, uh, debates of sorts to to try to work out what uh, where the truth lies within um, perspectives. Yeah, personally, I think we need more Joe Rogan's who are willing to actually attack them because I think one of the big issues that we have right now is that if you go on to a platform like YouTube, you find that channels or personalities or whatever you want to say are very geared towards like one way of thinking and they don't really interact much with the other side of uh, the YouTube channels where they have a completely different way of thinking. But Joe's kind of been one of those like people who links them together by having um, conservative commentators while also having um, all kinds of people with different uh, liberal views on things and i just think that's that's healthy that's the type of stuff that we need a lot of and you're absolutely right like doing anything to take away from that i just i think is not good for the people who are a fan of the show or just good for the the average person who might listen to um podcasts and give the joe rogan experience a, a chance yeah absolutely um I can't remember if it's a. Uh, I don't remember the the official date of when this the Spotify uh, transition actually happens, but it's sometime this month where you can only listen to it on Spotify, not on YouTube anymore. Let me look it up here. That's something that I um. I I'm very curious to just know what that's going to actually be like because he's such a big, his YouTube presence has been so big, up to this point that it's uh. 
it's very it's gonna be really strange and i know that spotify talked about doing some video podcasting in the future which would be nice so it, it technically went live on Spotify on September 1st, but it doesn't – this is specifically on Spotify.com. Uh, yeah, Spotify.com. It says it will become exclusively available on the platform later this year, but it doesn't give a specific Ah, okay. Date. Yeah, so it's not exclusive then yet. Gotcha. Interesting. Yeah. So – I don't know. We'll see where this goes. I mean, maybe Joe Rogan will even push back on them and they'll have that conversation. And uh, I don't know how set in stone things are. I don't know the contract that he signed with them. So I guess we'll we'll wait and see. I mean, what what do you even think if Joe Rogan agreed to this specific aspect? How, how do you feel about that? I think. Uh, well, <laughs> you mean like if he agreed to. He's maybe- like, yeah, I'll come with you guys exclusively. Uh, if you pay me this much money and I'll also allow you to censor certain episodes. That would bother me if he actually was like, yeah, you can I, like, would you feel like there's a sellout aspect of, yeah. Cause I, in that particular instance, I would, I mean, it's really tough to say if somebody gave said, Hey, here's a hundred million dollars. You have to just do exactly what you've been doing, but we're going to censor your show a little bit, or we're not going to censor your show and you're not going to get a hundred million dollars. Like I, as much as I want to think that the most of us would, would hold strong to what we really believe in. And I don't know if, if the exact amount is a hundred million, but it's probably something like that. Kind of tough. I think it'd be kind of tough to be honest with you, especially cause it's like, what does censoring even mean? Like, Oh, a couple episodes you're not going to air. Uh, like it's not the biggest deal probably, but it would, it would, that would show you what money can do. Like that would be definitely like what I would consider to be a sellout move to make, but maybe not one that isn't, without any justification behind it. Yeah. Interesting stuff. Is there anything else on this topic you want to talk about? No, I don't think so. Are you going to listen to Joe Rogan on Spotify? I know you haven't really listened to it too much. I don't really much. listen to him in general. So probably not. Hold yeah, on. I, I, I don't think him moving to Spotify changes anything for me. I, uh, you know, I've listened to some of his clips on stuff. Um, it's really more about – one thing I guess I want to make clear is it's not that I like all of Joe, Gen, Joe Rogan's views are things that I believe in or anything. I just think that uh, specifically what he stands for, that is having – these deep conversations, these intellectual conversations with people of all sides is something that I think is valuable and I, I think should be uh, allowed, but I don't even really listen to his podcast that much. Um, it's, and it becomes more about what guests he has on than about him in general. His podcast is also too long for me. Like sitting around listening for three hours is like, I listened to the entire post Malone one, three hours and 50 something minutes. That's nice. I don't know how. I don't even listen to Post Malone. I just was like, I mean, I was doing things, obviously. I don't think anyone just sits there and just watches the Joe Rogan <laughs> screen of just him and Post Malone talking. But yeah. I just had it playing, and I was like, I'm kind of glad that I did it because it is sort of inspiring just to see how he does the show. But it's such a simple format. There isn't, like, segments. It literally just is him talking to someone for however many hours he wants to talk for. See, the thing for me is I would just rather listen to music for four hours than listen to a podcast for four hours. So like typically like when, when I like am in zones where I'm like listening to something while doing other stuff, it's typically music that I'm listening to. So I, I lose interest in, in listening to people talk that long. I think my fascination is I just like hearing the stories of these people and just like, getting a window into i'm just very i'm very fascinated by people like i think i just like seeing like i like i'll see someone on on tv like uh what's the guy's name low what's his what's it what's that guy rob low the actor uh-huh. his first name is rob right yep. i think so uh i watched like a lot of the podcasts with joe and him and it was just like i've seen this guy like in movies i've seen him on tv for a long time it was just interesting to hear like the human side of him just like as a guy and just like what he does. Like I'd find that to be just super, it's super interesting to me to get that window because growing up, I never saw what these, I always saw these people as something almost like superhuman that they didn't really have. Like they never really went to the grocery store. They never did normal people things. So it's weird to hear the normal people things. And, uh, 
like the Tony Hawk episode was interesting to me because Tony Hawk was always just a video game, but to actually hear he's a guy <laughs> who's done things was really weird. <laughs> to be clear, I think you knew that he was an actual guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to be clear, I definitely knew he was a real person, but to actually hear how he became the guy in the video game. <laughs> I just wanted to clarify that because I can see someone in the comments being like, this guy didn't know that Tony Hawk was a real guy. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that would... That would be a funny thing to be known for. <laughs> just a video game? Just not just the guy who thinks Tony Hawk is just a video oh, game you. character. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, you didn't know who Michael Jordan was. So. That's true, dude. T- sometimes it takes a while to learn things in life. <laughs> you thought he was an actor. I, saw he, I thought he was an actor. I know. <laughs> Crazy. Space Jam 2 coming, uh, I think, next year. Is it really? I think so. LBJ. Wow. I'll be seeing it. I think that's all I... Uh, well, anything you want to talk about? Uh, well, if you uh, haven't already, make sure you check out my Tokyo Lyric video. came out on the 10th. Um, I That's probably my favorite song off of that Transistor Radio EP. It's uh, I think it gets uh, overlooked because Things and Won't Quit are music videos. And then um, Paradise was a song that we made a bunch of money off of from it playing in grocery <laughs> stores in, in Italy, actually. Um, and then... Uh, um, don't down and out seems to be a fan favorite from a lot of people. So, uh, Tokyo is actually my favorite. Um, I specifically like the subject material. I it's it's metaphoric and uh, using a city in a uh, euphemism type type way. So check that lyric video out. Let me know what you guys think. Um, and I'm back to more uh, regular content as well. So if you like my covers or my songwriter to songwriters, please be sure to check those out. And um, yeah, just let me know what you think. By the time this episode drops, I will probably be back from Ohio like at some point that day. So maybe you saw me do some Ohio content. I don't really know. Like maybe you saw me in a vlog or you saw me do a live stream. So uh, I'll be back to uh, normal content in terms of like back in the studio and stuff like that moving forward. But that's uh oh one other like a little minor thing. Um, now that we're in season two here, I'd mentioned this before, but you'll start to notice. The new logos, the new thumbnails, some new music. We got all kinds of new stuff here. So uh, let us know if you've got any thoughts on uh, any of our uh, things that we're doing here. If you think any of it's trash, we got to know. If you like it, let us know. Hell yeah. All right, awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. Uh, if you have any comments, questions, or concerns, feel free to email us, emgpod at gmail.com, or call us and leave us a voicemail, 513-427-EMG5. Again, that is 513-427-EMG5. You can reach out to us on social media at emgpod. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast channel on YouTube, uh, the Everything Must Go podcast YouTube channel. We are now at 109 subscribers. Maybe by the time of the airing, we'll be even higher, but please. Uh, if you like the video content check that out as well we release full length episodes as well as highlight clips Uh, if you want to reach out to one of us individually he is at Stephen Russell B on Instagram and Twitter I am at Brandon J Flippin make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channels as well Uh, other than that we're signing out we'll see you next week take it easy